0: Here, trying to help you. I'm here to give you what it took me 30, 30 years in ministry to give. All right, now, my series once again is taken from verse 13. And this is what you must understand Paul is talking to Timothy. And he's saying, looking for that blessed hope. Now, remember, this is what the Apostle Paul says looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Now remember, this was written in A.D. 65. A.D. 65 is when Titus wrote this. Now this was not for you in 2020. At that time, they were looking for that blessed hope. So we're going to name our teaching today, Power 5, Looking for That Blessed Hope. We're going to name part five today out of the series looking for that blessed hope. Now, once again, I want to say to you, at this time, it was A.D. 65. Remember, Jerusalem was totally destroyed in A.D. 70. So we're looking at the last five years of Paul's ministry as he is ministering his last book to Titus, I mean, to his son Titus. So that's why we want to keep it, keep it that way. If you remember, back, let's go back to verse 11 again. Uh, Titus chapter 2 and verse 11. It says, the grace of God. Now remember, remember, grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Remember what Jesus Christ brought the first time. He brought us grace and truth. I want to go back and look at that. i come back to Titus 2.11. I want to go look at that in the Gospel of St. John chapter 1 and verse 17. Let's look at this, John uh, 1.17. Now, this is when Jesus Christ came in his earthly ministry. Now, this is when Jesus Christ came in his earthly ministry. Otherwise, when he came in the flesh. And we know that because the word said in verse 14, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. All right? In verse 14. 9 verse 17, same chapter 1 in John, it says, for the law was given by Moses. So we know why God did through Moses. He gave Israel the law. But in the new covenant, grace and truth came, not coming, came by Jesus Christ, all right? So we know what God gave us through Jesus Christ. He gave us grace and truth. Now grace, I want to walk over here to this cross. Grace is the finished work of God. It's everything that Christ came and did is called grace, all right? It's God's grace, his finished work. Christ came and finished the work of God. We call it the grace of God. But truth is his new covenant. It's the new covenant. The new covenant is the new covenant teachings. All right, that we have all the new books, all the books of the new covenant, started with the book of Romans, of course. All right, now remember the new covenant started with the book of Romans. All right, now let's go back to Titus 2.11. Now, Titus, Paul is telling Titus, in Titus two eleven. the grace of God. He's telling you what God did. The grace of God, talking about his work on the cross. The grace of God that brings salvation. So we know what Jesus did his first time. He brought us salvation. But we know that Israel rejected the salvation that he brought. The Bible says he has appeared, passed into to all men. So we can see that. Now, I'm going to get to the end of this teaching today, uh, first of the second service. I'm going to show you about salvation. We're going to show you the difference in the the salvation of Israel. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you the key verse for it now, Uh, 1 Peter chapter 1. Let's show you that. In 1 Peter chapter 1, let's show you Israel's salvation. Now, I'm going to do this because this is one of the biggest things I think that happens uh, to people in the body of Christ while they are teaching faith because they are teaching you faith for your salvation. Faith is not your salvation. I just showed you. God saved you by grace. Everything happening to you was by grace. Then I showed you, I'm, I'm gonna show you their salvation. So when Paul give us scripture like Romans chapter one and verse six, Romans chapter one and verse 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation. All right, Romans 1, 16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, why? Because the gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation, To everyone that believes, is there any way we can put that scripture up today? Uh, Romans 1, 16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm going to tax a little while before I get to my message. And after I do this, I'm going to go to Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. See, you're showing the people, then I'm going to read 1 Peter. So one of the verses I want is Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? Because it's the power of God under salvation. Okay, we got it? All right, Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God under salvation to everyone that believe it, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Then he told you in verse 17, for therein, talk about when you preach the gospel of Christ, is the righteousness of God revealed. Remember, you can't get God's righteousness unless it's revealed to you just like under the gospel of the kingdom, they could not be saved unless the Holy Ghost revealed who Christ was. You remember that when Jesus told him that flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, Peter, but my Father which is in heaven. So he could not be saved until the, the Holy Spirit showed them that was Jesus. In the new covenant, you cannot be saved unless the Holy Ghost revealed his word to you. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believe it, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed. Well, who is the righteousness of God? 1 Corinthians 1.30, we don't have to go to that, but 1 Corinthians 1.30 told us Christ is God's righteousness. So Christ has to be revealed to you from faith to faith, and it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, when, you, when the Bible said the just shall live by faith, he was talking about the Jewish believer. He was talking about the first church, the church of God. Now now let's go back to uh, 1 Peter chapter 1. So we're going to read this, and when you read 1 Peter chapter 1, you'll be able to see this. 1 Peter chapter number 1, and then we'll come back to Titus. 1 Peter chapter number 1, all right? Now. 1 Peter 1, verse 1, all right? 1 Peter 1 and 1 says, Paul, an apostle. We're going to walk a little bit today. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ to the strangers. So he's telling you who he's talking to. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 1. So the apostle Peter, I'm sorry, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers. So he's telling who he's talking to. They were scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, and Asia, and Bithynia. Now we know how they were scattered. You read Acts chapter number eight. Paul scattered them. And then in verse number two, he says this: Elect, oh, but these elect was according to the knowledge of God, the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit and unto obedience. Sprinkle the blood of Jesus Christ unto you, and peace be multiplied. Now, Peter is right into the church of God, those who were scattered abroad. All right, now, watch what he's going to say in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath past him, begotten us again unto a lively hope. Now, why did he begat us again? Unto a lively hope. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So now Israel has a living hope. Now watch what Peter said to them. To an in- inheritance. Now, God gave us all of this in Ephesians chapter 1. They'll get theirs in 1 Peter chapter 1. Watch what it says. To an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away. Fadeth not away. Reserved, laid up in heaven for you. So their inheritance is Christ. Everything is Christ, but he's in heaven. He's in heaven for them. Then they're going to say, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. Watch what it says. Ready to be revealed. Now remember, our salvation was already revealed. I need to show them one verse, and that's 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. Let's show you the difference here. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I'm sorry. In verse 10. We'll do verse 9 and 10. We're going to look at comparing 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10 to 1 Peter, chapter number 1, and verse 5. Those are the two verses we compare. We already do 1 Peter 1 Peter 1:5. So let's go to 1 Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9 and 10. We haven't forgot Corinth, I mean Ephesians. Watch what it says, verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the thing which God has so prepared, watch this, for them that love him. Now remember, Paul is talking to the church and saying, this is about all the thing that God has prepared for them that love him. Yeah, I hadn't seen it, ear has not heard it, neither have entered the heart of man. Remember, I had not seen it, ear has not heard it, neither have entered the heart of man. But in verse 10 he said, But God has revealed them. Paul said he revealed them to us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Now he's talking about the things. So in verse 11, he said, "But what man know the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him?" Even so, the things of God, the things of God, same thing that Peter tell the church, reserved in heaven, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Then in verse 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Why? That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Now, let's go back to Peter. See, Paul is talking to the church. We have all these things in Christ. But they had to wait for Jesus to come to receive all these things, which was their salvation. All right? They had to wait for him to return. All right, now here we go. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 5 is where we're at. So he told them already in verse 4, you, you have inheritance, it's corrupt, incorruptible, it's under fire, it's faded not away, reserved in heaven for you. That's verse 4. Verse 5 says, who are kept by the power of God through faith under salvation, ready to be revealed. See, remember I just showed you had revealed them unto us, ready to be revealed. See, that's different. So our inheritance has been revealed. Theirs is ready to be revealed in the last time. Now that's very important what I just showed you. Their inheritance was ready to be revealed in the last time. Well, who was their inheritance? Christ. See, he was ready to be revealed in the last time. And then in verse 6 says, wherein you greatly rejoice." Now, let me show you a couple of scriptures right there while I'm there. And we'll start at verse 6. So you want to put something there, 1 Peter 1, 6, because that's what we're getting ready to come right back to. But let's show you two scriptures. Let's show you 1 John 2, 18. 1 John two eighteen. Because I just showed you that he said their inheritance was ready to be revealed in the last time. And then we go to 1 John 2.18 and watch what John is going to tell them. Now remember, John, John, the book of 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, these guys wrote their books at the end of that dispensation before, of course, before we got to the AD 70. So these guys were, but watch what he's going to say. Little children, It is the last time. Now remember, I just showed you in 1 Peter uh, chapter 1 and verse number 5, kept by the power of God through faith under salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. And then John says, little children, it is the last time. So my whole point is looking for your blessed hope is not for us today. That's what Israel did 2,000 years ago. It's what I'm trying to show you. But most of the people... Of our day we've been deceived I'm not going to call no name but we've been deceived by people who I thought and we thought knew the Bible they knew a lot about the Bible but they didn't know nothing about Jesus coming little children it's the last time and as you have heard that Antichrist shall come even now are there many Antichrists whereby again we know he didn't say we guess; we know it is the last time and that's what we got from, from John, all right? Now, watch this. We're going to go back to 1 Peter chapter 4 and look at 17, 18, 19. 1 Peter 4, 17, 18, 19. See, if you just study the Bible, you'll know. What was happening was we've been taking folks' word for it, not studying the Bible ourselves. 1 Peter 4, 17. Watch what Peter says. Here it is. Don't drop your cup. The time is come. When Peter first started this off, he says in verse 5, 1 Peter 1 5, he says, Ready to be revealed in the last time. Here he says, The time is come. The time has come for what? That judgment must begin at the house of God. Now, you got to understand. The house of God at that time was the temple in Jerusalem. I'm quite sure you understand that, right? Because you don't have no temple in Jerusalem now. We are the temple of God now. So he says, the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. Now that was at the temple in Jerusalem. And if it first began at us, watch what Peter says. If it first began at us, Peter was talking about two thousand years ago. What shall the end of what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And at that time is the gospel of the kingdom. If the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and sinners appear? Wherefore let him that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of his soul of their souls to him in well doing as unto a faithful creator all right now let's go back to 1 peter chapter 1 and verse 6 now that ought to help you a little bit because i'm trying to show you when you say looking for that blessed hope we're not talking about us today but that's what it, church folk have told us and you can go to pretty much any bookstore And they're going to tell you the same thing about Jesus coming. They got post-trib, pre-trib, mid-trib, all this stuff. Listen, and it's not even talking about us. That's what happened to Israel. Well, they made a lot of money, all right, and that's probably the end of it. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 6. Wherein you greatly rejoice, we in Peter, 1 Peter 1 and 6, Wherein you greatly rejoice, Peter says, for though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness, watch this, through manifold temptation. He's talking about 2,000 years ago. These guys were in tribulation. But watch what was happening to them. We're going to find out what God gave them, and we're going to find out why they had to hold fast their confession. Remember I told you that was not you? That's not your ministry? But you got people today telling you you can be saved by holding fast your confession of faith, and they're trying to use faith, confession of faith, to get everything they want from God. That's not your covenant. All right, let's move on. Peter says to the church of God that the trial of your faith being much more precious than a gold, pe- that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory, watch this, at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So they had to hold on to their faith until Jesus Christ appears. Now, you got to understand, they had to hold on to their faith because they did not, they still could not receive their salvation. Once the Lord came, he said this, when I come, will I find faith in the earth? So when he came, he had to find a people who was waiting for him, looking for him, expecting him. And you're doing none of those. You're not watching for him to come. You're not waiting for him to come. You're not looking for him to come. So we need to get off this, this what we've been deceived by and find out the truth, all right? Now watch what he says to them. Watch what he says to them again, verse seven. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, because that's what they was going through was trying their faith, though it be tried with fire. It might be found unto praise and honor and glory. Watch this at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Where, whom I'm sorry, verse eight, whom have it not seen? Now, you got to understand, these people were born after Jesus Christ, a lot of them, after Jesus Christ rose from the dead and stayed for the day. They hadn't seen Jesus. you got to understand who Peter's preaching to here. Because if you understand Moses, let me go back and so see you understand Moses. When Moses brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, they had all been raised up in slavery. They had a slave mentality. They had been in slavery in their father and their father's father for 400 years. But the church that was born in the wilderness, they, didn't, they, they was in the wilderness for 40 years. So since they've been in the wilderness for 40 years, they didn't have a slave mentality. They were not under law because the law was taken away at the cross. So do you understand what Peter is seeing here? He is seeing children who was born after the cross. So here he says, Whom have having not seen? See, these people hadn't seen Jesus, but you still love him. In whom, though you have not, you, you see him not, see, they hadn't seen him. You yet believe him. You rejoice with joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Watch what he says to these people. Receiving the end of your faith. Receiving the end of your faith. What did God give them? Faith. They had to see him and believe. They believed because they saw him. But these people here had never seen him. These were the children. So they had to believe because others told them. Remember the last verse of two in John 20, told, told them, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. That's who these are here. I'll show you that sometime. Watch what it says. Verse nine, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. So these guys at this time hadn't seen Jesus Christ, so but they believed because they've been told about Jesus Christ. Then he's going to say, of what salvation? The prophets have inquired. Now, it can't be your salvation, because your salvation was hidden. The gospel of Christ, the prophets didn't know about it. But their salvation was in the prophets. Of whom salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied? See, the prophets prophesied their salvation. Your salvation was a revelation of the mystery. It was revealed to Paul. Who prophesied of the grace? That is, they prophesied of the grace that should come to you. Now remember, I started this off showing you in John 1:17. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. But they rejected the grace and the truth that came by Jesus Christ, because it was Christ's death, burial, resurrection, and the new covenant. So now they was waiting for Christ to return. So here they says, "Of whom, of which salvation?" Verse ten, the prophet has inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that shall come to you, searching what, in what manner, of time, the spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the suffering of Christ and the glory that should follow. They're talking about the coming of Christ. Under whom it was revealed that not unto us, not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister. Well, who are you talking about? Talking about... Paul and his people, they ministered to Peter, James, and John. They said, Under whom it was revealed to them that not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached, that have preached the gospel to you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. Which thing the angel desired to look into. So, so now, Paul said to them, Now, wherefore gird up the loins of your mind. Watch what it says in verse 13. Wherefore gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. Watch this. Hope to the end. Well, he wasn't talking about me because I'm already on the grace. See, the grace was coming for them. Christ was coming for them. So he told them to hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So when the Lord returns, they will receive the inheritance. That's awesome stuff, ain't it? But that's what Peter told them to do. Hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I thought that was so awesome to be able to do that. Now, what I want to be able to show you while I have opened this up is to go a different directions, because these people had to hold fast. Let's, let's go and just run that down. For the rest of our time today, uh, go, let's go look at that. Let's go back to the book of Revelation. And let's start reading with Revelation chapter 2:25 and three and three. Revelation. Revelation 2:25. Revelation three and three. So if you're taking notes, you might want to put these down. Oh, this is so good. Revelation chapter two, verse 25, and Revelation chapter three and verse three. Now watch what he's going to say, and I'm going to tell you why he said that to these people. Remember, the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation is a book written about the revelation of Jesus Christ. And this book was written by John to the church of God or to the 12 tribes of Israel. He was writing this book because they was going to have to go through the tribulation. So this this came to John to write to the seven churches, which was in Asia. All right? So we know that. So Revelation chapter uh, verse 2 and verse 25, that's what I says. Revelation chapter two and verse twenty five. We're gonna do that, then we're gonna go to Revelation three and verse number three. So Revelation two twenty five. Watch what he says. But that which you have already, what did they have already? I wanna see if anybody out there gonna be able to answer this. Sister Crump, you got your Facebook on out there. I want to know if any of the door of faith membership out there know what you have already. Now, I'm talking about I just read Peter, and I told you what God gave them. Let's go back and do it one more time, guys. I know this is kind of tough on the people behind the scene there. But put put a pen in it, and let's go back to 1 Peter one more time. I'm going to give him one more chance at it. Now, you tell me how many you got coming up out there. I already know the answer, Sister Crumb. All right. Now, but I'm going to go back and give them an answer one more time because I gave them this 1 Peter chapter 1 and I gave them one verse, verse number 9. So you want to show me that on the screen, guys, one more time. 1 Peter 1 and 9. Let's see what God gave them. Here it is. Receiving the end of your faith. What did God give them? even the salvation of their souls. So the faith that God gave them is what they're going to need to be saved. That's what he gave them. Now, before I go back to Revelation 2.25, I'm going to go back to Hebrews. I'm going to show you this same thing in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10, and we're going to go back to Verse 35. As a matter of fact, verse 32. Hebrew 10, 32. Praise God for his goodness. God gave them faith. Now, this is just like it is with you. When you, when you come in and get this word. Now, all of a sudden, it seemed like things begin to happen in your life. And you don't understand. You just got the word. The enemy don't like you to have that word. Hebrew ten thirty two is what we're waiting for. Here we go, in the book of Hebrews chapter ten, and verse thirty two. Now watch what Paul is going to say to these same Hebrews. All right, remember, Paul is minister to Hebrews, the same one that the word Hebrews mean they were overcomers. Understand that they were overcomers of the law. That's what Hebrews. Uh, So, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 32. But he said, call to remembrance the former days in which after you was illuminated. What does he just got through saying to him? After God gave you what? After God gave you his faith. See, after you was illuminated, after God gave you his faith, you endured a great fight of afflictions. See, when did the affliction start? When God gave you his faith. Now he said, Pilate, partly why you were made a gazing stock, both of reproaches and afflictions, and partly why you became companions of them that were so used. For you you had compassion on me and my bonds and you took joy for the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourself that you have a, in heaven a banner. You have in heaven what that is in heaven. You have in heaven an enduring substance. All right, to my Christ. Now he says to them, Cast not away therefore your confidence. What is the same word as confidence? Faith. Cast not away your faith. What did God give them? His faith. Cast not away, therefore, your faith. Why? Because your faith has great recompense or reward. Great recompense or reward. How are you going to get your reward? Let's ask you a question. We're going to show it to you in the book today, but what did God promise them? What was reward that God promised Israel? He promised them eternal life. You want to put that in your notes. And we'll look at it a little later on 1 John 2.25. We're going to go through all of this in this next 20 minutes, hopefully. But he promised them eternal life. Now remember, he didn't promise you eternal life. You was not an old covenant. This was old covenant promise for all those believers. All right, we're going to show you that in God's Word. But in Hebrews chapter number 10... And verse number thirty-five, he says to them, "Cast not away, therefore, your confidence." We just said that was your faith, right? Cast not away your confidence, your faith, which has great recompense or reward. You have need of patience after you have done the will of God. Now, the will of God here was to believe in Christ's death and resurrection for us, but for them, they had to believe that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the Living God. That was the will of God. After you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise which will be the Holy Spirit. For yet a little while, watch what it says, a y- yet a little while, come on now, we're not talking about 2,000 years. Paul said to the church, the Hebrews, yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. How long is this going to take, Paul. Yet a little while. So you got to understand, he's talking about yet a little while. He that shall come will come, and will not care. Now, until he get here, the just shall live by faith. That's why you are not living by faith, you're living through faith. These were the people who were living by faith. God gave them his faith so they can live by it, until Christ got there, all right? Now the just shall live by faith. If any man draw back, that's what happened to the Galatians. They went back. Remember Lot's wife. If any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But Paul said, look, but we are not of them that, who draw back. Watch this, unto perdition. Remember the son of perdition? If they draw back, they're going to be with the son of perdition. But of them that believe they're, going to believe, they're going to believe how long? To the saving of the soul. Now let's go back to Revelation chapter 225. They're going to be saved. They got to believe. They got to hold on to their faith because this is how their soul will be saved. Once Christ comes, he said when he comes, will he find faith on earth? When he come, maybe someone can text me that. When he come, will he find faith on earth? All right. Let's look at this. Revelation 2.25. That's where we are. But that's which you have already. Now, what do they have already? Faith. That's what they had. But that which you have already, hold fast till I come. So what did they have to hold fast to their faith, their confidence? They saw him, if they they were in, when Jesus was here, they saw him and believed. If they was after Jesus' death, and resurrection, they had never seen him, but they had to yet believe. So they had to hold on to that. That's all they had. When Jesus come, they had to have faith. They had to believe. All right. Now, with that in mind, let's go to Revelation 3 and 3. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 3. We're going to run through a lot of these. It says, remember, therefore, how thou hast received. He told him, remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard, and what he told me to do, hold fast. It wasn't talking to us. See, people trying to preach repent to the body of Christ. Listen, you're not preaching repent to the body of Christ. You preach repent to Israel. Now, only repent you had to preach to me if I was in religion, tradition of men, and you was telling me I need to change my mind, and I got a series on that, renew your mind. Now that word, we mean to repent, but it's to renew the mind. He's not talking about you trying to get good enough to please God. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 3. Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. Who's he talking to? The church? Yeah, he's talking to the seven churches in Asia. If thou therefore shall not watch, who he told the watch? See, if you read the Bible, tells, he didn't tell you to watch. There's no one in the Bible told you to watch. He told you to come to church and see Pastor Crump every Sunday. No, they didn't. Let me move on. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. Look at all the things he said to them. You receive, you heard, hold fast, repent. If thou, therefore, shall not watch. There's another watch. Because they were looking for their blessed hope. He said, I will come on you as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come on thee. Now, in the Bible, he told you who he told this. See, you know, this is not hard. We've been lied to, and people are talking about you supposed to be watching for the Lord and waiting for the Lord. Well, let's read back up back to verse one. We in Revelation 3 and 1. Let's who is he talking to? And unto the angel of the church in Sardis, right? These things says he that hath the seven spirits of God, seven stars, I know your works, that thou hast a name that thou liveth and our dead. Be watchful. Talk to the church of Sardis. Strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. I have not found your work perfect before God because you can't do enough work to be perfect before God. No, man is only perfect in Christ. I have not found thy work to be perfect in God. That's who he was talking to, all right? Now, watch what he said to this church in verse number four. Same chapter, there we go. Verse four says, "Thou, Thou hast a few names inside us, so he told you where they was at, which have not defile their garments. They shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. Watch what he said in verse 5. He that overcometh, now why did he give them faith? And this is the victory that overcometh the world, First John 5, 4, for this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So we know why he gave them faith. He that overcometh the same shall be clothed with white raiment. Shall be clothed, shall be clothed. White Raymond is God's righteousness. And I would not blot out his name out of the book of life. I will confess his name before the Father and before his angels. That's not you. That was the church of God. All right, let's look at a couple more. So I gave you Revelation 2.25, gave you Revelation 3 and 3. While you in Revelation 3, go down and look at verse 11 through 13. Revelation chapter 3. This is why they had to have faith. Revelation 3.11, behold, I come quickly. Now, you, you got to take that, and you can't get 2,000 years out of quickly. See, people talk this stuff to us in 1988, 88 reason why Jesus coming in 88. Then they came out with a oops, they oops, that one. Then in Y2K, AD, year 2000, the Lord is coming in Y two K. All that money gonna be in our computer in the morning. All the money gonna get messed up. Everybody who billionaires and trillionaires, all that money gonna go. Cold. All the computer gonna, oops, we got the same account. All right, Revelation chapter three and verse eleven. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast. He's only talking to the church there because he was coming soon. Hold fast which thou had? well, what do they have? Faith, that no man take your crown. See, they could not get God's righteousness without faith. Him that overcome it, would I make a pillar in the temple of my God. Wait a minute. In the temple? Well, we the temple now. He shall go no more out. I will write upon him the name of my God, the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which coming down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. Well, what name was written upon them? Jesus. See, when you read the book of Revelation, that's what he did. He wrote the name Jesus upon their foreheads. He that has an ear, let him heal what the Spirit says to the churches. All right, let's look at another one. All right, I gave you three now. Let's look at another one. Let's look at uh, Hold Fast. Let's look at Hebrew chapter 3. In Hebrew chapter 3, we're going to look at verse 1, 6, 14. Hebrew chapter 3. Let's go back to Hebrew chapter 3. All the way through, Hold Fast never told the body of Christ to hold fast. He told the Hebrews to hold fast, they were Jews because he gave them faith to hold fast. He didn't tell you to hold on anything. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. When you get there, say amen. There we are. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. All right, so Christ Jesus was the high priest of israel's profession so they had to confess because they had a high priest in heaven who would work with them and for them but they had to hold fast their faith and when they confessed something that their, their salvation was based on their confession they had to confess jesus is lord jesus the christ the son of god but they had to hold on that confession even when they died Head was cut off. They lost their lives. Their head was cut off because Paul calls them to blaspheme, he says. He calls them to blaspheme. When they denied Jesus, that's what happened. They lost their salvation. Paul cut their heads off. If they they, they held on their confession that Jesus is Christ, they died, head was cut off. Paul said he caused some of them to to blaspheme God. What an awesome thing. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. Let's go down to verse 6. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 6. But Christ, a son of his own house, talking about the house of God, 1 Peter four seventeen. Just we must first begin at the house of God. But Christ, as the son of his own house, whose house are we if? See, watch what he says. He said, look, we are his house if we hold fast to con- the confident, That word confidence is their faith. Unto the, they hold fast their faith, the confidence and the rejoicing of hope Firm to the end. The end of what? The end of the dispensation of the law. The old Mosaic covenant. They had to hold fast their confidence till the end. That's Hebrew chapter 3 and verse number 6. Let's go down to verse number 14. See, this is laid out for you if you take your time and study it. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 14. We are made partakers of Christ if. Now he's not talking about me. He's talking about the church of God, the first church, the church of God under Peter, James, and John. They were made partakers of Christ if they hold the beginning of of their confidence. Well, what would they begin their confidence? Faith. They had to hold on to their faith steadfast until the end. Steadfast until the end. All right? Let's go on. Let's look at Hebrews 4.14. you in chapter 4 right there. Let's go next door to neighbor there. Hebrews chapter 4 and f- verse 14. All oh, this word is so good. See, I thank God He's not talking to me. I can't be saved unless I hold fast my faith to the end. Well, this is what we've been taught. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, remember that's what they they had to hold fast they had confessed their confessed of faith because they had a great high peace, Christ has passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, watch what he says. Let us hold fast our profession. Now, they had to hold fast their confession, which is the same as the profession, their confession of faith without wavering. Because if they didn't hold fast their confession, James told you about a double-minded man's unstable in all his way. Let not that man think he shall receive anything in the Lord. And we're talking about their salvation along the line. That's how they would say they had to hold fast their profession. Look at Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 23. See, we're going to show you the confession. We'll go there next. We go to 1 John 3, 20 through 24. Well, look at Hebrew 10:23. Hebrew 10:23. It says, Let us hold fast. The profession of our faith. So he finally said it. They had to hold fast their confession of faith. Well, what was their confession? Is what I'm going to show you next. They had to confess that Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the Christ, and they had to love one another. That was the confession. I'm going to show it to you. Let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promise, promise what? Eternal life. That's what he promised. Then it says in verse 24, Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves, not talking about you, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. As you see the day approaching. Paul was letting them know the day is approaching. Well, here in the book of Hebrews was written in AD 64. So he's talking about you got six years ago. The day is approaching. As you see the day approaching. All right, now let's go to 1 John chapter 3, verse 20. 1 John chapter 3. See, all these books you have to put together. You have to put together Peter, James, and John, uh, Jude. All those books go together. But you can't just go together in 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. You have to add 1 John, 2 John, Third John, Revelation. And then you have to study Peter, James, and John. And then you have to go back and add that to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All those books were to the... Church of God of the children of Israel. When you minister to the body of Christ, you have to go to the book of Romans to Philemon, and then you got to rightly divide the word of truth when you do that. All right, first John, thank you, Lord Jesus, chapter three and verse 20. First John, chapter three and verse 20. Paul, uh, John is writing to the church. He said, "If our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. If our heart condemn us, now watch what he says. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have faith towards God. See, how do they know they had confidence in God, a faith in God? If they didn't have it, their heart will condemn us or their conscience. Their conscience, their heart will condemn them. See, you don't have to worry about am I saved or not. If you're saved, you know it. And if you're not saved, you will always feel in your heart the absentee of the Lord, the guilt. uh, The Lord is not there. The the assurance is not there. The peace is not there. The joy is not there. You got all kinds of stuff. But you need to just stop, make sure you're saved. I always like to put it like this. Peace is your confirmation. Because if you save, you have the peace of God. All right, watch this. 1 John chapter 3, verse number 21 says, Beloved, if our heart condemn us, then have we come with us towards God. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not. See, if our heart do not condemn us, then we have faith towards God. Watch what it says in verse 22. And then whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Now that was their covenant. That's not our covenant. Whatever we ask, we receive of him. Now you know good and well, whatever you ask, you don't get. (laughs) Whatever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments. We know good and well, we we are not saved by keeping his commandments and do those things that are pleasing his sight. This is his commandment. To this, what well, to the Jewish believer, that we should believe on the name of His Son Jesus Christ. Here's the commandment; He commanded them to believe on the name of His Son Jesus Christ and love one another as He gave them commandment. And verse twenty-four says, "He that keepeth His commandment dwelleth in Him, and He in Him." hereby know you that you abide he abides in us by the Spirit which He has given unto us. They had to keep His commandment and love one another well my time is already up i'm thanking you already for yours but i want to go to first corinthians chapter 15 because i want to read today what god told you how to be saved let's go back here to the cross of our lord jesus christ and we're going to be looking at the cross because this is how god told us to be saved moreover brothers i declare to you the gospel which i preach to you which also you have received and where you stand By which also you are saved if you keep in memory what i preach to you unless you have believed in vain paul said this is what i delivered to you i deliver you first of all that which i also received paul says how christ died for our sins according to the scripture and that he was buried and then he rose again according to the scripture and he was seen of cephas then of the twelve after that he was seen of above 500 brothers once Of whom the greater part remain unto this present time but some are falling asleep he was seen of james then of the apostles and last of all he was seen of me who was born out of due time yes christ's death being resurrection is what you have to believe for your salvation today my time is up i thank you for yours and the door of faith is open unto you.